I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, for years now, I've given you a ton of stories on remote workers and digital nomads on this podcast, but I've come to realize that many of you beginners are still unsure on how to take the first steps to creating a freedom lifestyle through online work. Maybe you've been too afraid to take the plunge or just don't feel confident enough to land that online job due to inexperience. Well, I'm excited to announce that I've created a new YouTube series called Trying Remote, where I try a new online job or gig every month to give you a glimpse of what it takes to land a remote job. So if you need a little boost to try something new or just want to see what it takes to get started, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote. Again, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote to find our videos and to subscribe to our new series on YouTube. So please come and join me there so we can uncomfortably grow together. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Alex where we're going to talk about how to get over your fears of getting started in life, with business, freelancing, whatever it is. I'm so excited to talk to you about this subject, Alex. How are you? (laughs) Hi Debbie, I'm Will. How are you? I am wonderful. Before we get to all of your amazing tips and tricks, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, so I live an offbeat life because back when I was 21, I discovered I hate offices and corporate jobs and bosses. I discovered that early in my life and I quit with no plan in place and basically just was willing to make anything work. So I tried a few things, freelance writing happened to stick. And since then, it's kind of morphed into this huge ecosystem that's much bigger than me even. Um, It's a movement, actually. And it's really just amazing what has happened because I decided to live the offbeat life and just reject what society told me to do. So that's why I live one to be free, financially free. Did that answer? (laughs) That was kind of (laughs) a little Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I love that. And that's really one of the words that I hear a lot is freedom, whether it's financially, lifestyle freedom, it's what we all crave to have. And sometimes we don't even know that's what we want until you get a glimpse of it or until you hear somebody like Alex telling you what that lifestyle is. And you're like, okay, light bulb just, you know, hit and that's what I want. So you started eight years ago before, you know, this became a true movement before it became super popular, especially since the pandemic happened. A lot of people lost their jobs. They looked into starting something new. But again, it's a lot of fears that we face, whether it's starting a new job, a new career, new freelancing work, um, just starting anything new is really debilitating for a lot of people, especially if you're not used to that. How did you get over that with with yourself, Alex? Because you've started a lot of different things in your life. Some of them succeeded, some of them didn't, but you just kept going and now Mm -hmm. here you are. You know, it's kind of almost a boring answer in a way, but how you get over any of that is you just keep doing it. You just keep showing up every day, even if you're scared 
even if you're feeling the imposter syndrome in the back of your head, you're telling yourself you're not qualified, you don't have the right experience, you're imposter, you know, you're pretending to be somebody you're not. It's basically sitting there and almost meditating, hearing those thoughts and going, okay, parts of my brain, I hear you saying that. That's actually part of your brain is trying to protect you because it knows you're about to go do something that you don't have a lot of experience doing. It's sitting there recognizing that there's different, you know, voices in your head in a way and going, okay, brain, I know you're just trying to help me, but I'm not going to listen to you today. I'm going to do something new instead. And it's just every day, baby steps. So if you want to be a freelance writer, like I did, it's waking up every day and writing three blogs every single day for three months. And I promise you that fear will go away because after three months, you will have written, oh gosh, what's the math on that? 90 blogs? Um, (laughs) You'll have written 90 blogs and your writing will be so much better than it was before you wrote those 90 blogs. While you're writing those 90 blogs, you're going to learn a lot about yourself, your approach to writing, your research habits. If you're good at grammar or not, maybe you want to download Grammarly. Maybe you're going to look up some new words in in the thesaurus and you learn some new words each day. That is the secret right there is that when you're done after that one month, you will have 90 blogs more of writing experience than the person who is just getting started on that day. And that is all that stands between you and doing anything you want online. I mean, in life, but online, anything you want to start selling is just starting and recognizing that those voices are going to come and almost not being mad at them. If you know they're going to come, it's almost like an old friend in your head. Like think of it, it's like an old crotchety person in a rocking chair going like, <laughs> you can't do it. You're not qualified. And if you know they're going to come, you can almost, you know, snicker and go, oh, stop. Shut up. Yeah. And it's like, um, it's like you're, you know, that there's always that one aunt or like that one grandmother in the family. <laughs> Totally. It's like the one naysayer, like rogue relative that's like, no, you can't do that. And just know it's your brain trying to love you, actually. And it's trying to, it's a defense mechanism back in the day when we would be killed in the woods and stuff. It's basically saying, you know, be careful. You don't know what you're doing right now. Um, Make sure you're not going to get hurt. And your brain doesn't understand you're not going to get hurt pressing keys on a keyboard. But it's just trying to help you out. It's trying to do you a solid. So you have to just kind of sit there, maybe meditate five minutes each morning and go, you know what? I'm just going to do it anyway. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. And once you finally start taking action and start doing like, for example, the writing content and writing the blog example that Alex had mentioned, once you get started with that, you know, those voices start to get lower and lower. And obviously they start getting higher when you start something else that's different, you know, but it does quiet down. It is one of our biggest roadblock is our mindset and our self-talk, like those negative self-talks and people talk about that a lot, but it's so Mm -hmm. real and it does happen. And if you decide to listen to it, you know, it can debilitate you again with with whatever it is, because it is it's survival. Sometimes it's good to be aware and you have to trust your instincts, but kind of understanding what's good and what's bad, what's for self-protection and what's like for danger, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely a point to it. If you're in a new area and you feel something in your head going, don't walk down that alleyway. Like, please listen to it then. There's a time time when it is trying to help you out and your physical safety, but it can get in the way of your, 
I guess, mental development, especially doing a side hustle online freelancing. It's an incredibly solitary pursuit. And I think that can be what can be hard about it for a lot of people is being alone doing it. It's just you in your living room with your laptop and those voices can get louder and louder and you put the music on hoping they're going to stop. But at some point you have to face them. You know, why are those voices there? Why are they so loud? You have to do the inner work. You know, did some relatives tell you you suck at writing when you were six? Did it make you feel like ashamed of it. All of that stuff kind of has to come with it, but it's kind of self-work. I I always say that even if you're doing it for business, it's going to translate over into the rest of your life in an amazing way too. If you're working through these different traumas and things that are impacting you as a person and, you know, how you are as a friend or a partner or whatever. So it's, you know, sitting down and basically being brave enough to do that is kind of where you begin with all of this. But if you are brave enough, and I promise you every person is brave enough to do this, um, it becomes so rewarding. It becomes so, um, you'll wonder why you didn't do it sooner. Yeah. And it's one of those cliches that actually really, it does. It's it's like it once you get to that point, it, it's kind of like it opens up a whole new world for you that you never knew existed and it's like a whole different life. It's like you're a whole different person. And and then also your environment changes and the way you see life is a whole nother thing. So we mentioned this in the previous episode. You are in your eighth year of doing this. So it didn't happen overnight for you, Alex. You accomplishing everything that you've accomplished. You worked really hard to get where you are. And I think this is another roadblock for a lot of people of getting started, or even if they did get started, is the when things don't happen the right like way or when things don't happen right away. Most of us, you know, especially in the beginning when we haven't done this yet, we think really badly of ourselves and then it can translate to us quitting or not going forward because it's just not happening right away. How do you deal with that when you have those moments? You know, it's funny. I'm reading the book right now, one of them by Gary V. It's called 12 and a half. And I just read about this today and I thought it was a really good way to put this is He approaches that, you know, inevitable failure, that it might happen, that it might not go the way you would think it was going to go in the beginning. He says how he approaches all of it, which is, I guess, how I have been too, is he is grateful across the board. So he he sees everything through gratitude. So he's grateful that he even got the opportunity to try in the first place. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's simple. But when you think about it, that's really profound and I think really lacking in our society today, uh, gratitude just across the board. So it's just going, okay, I have a roof over my head. I have running water. I have the internet. So I have the opportunity now to do something that half of the people in the world don't do not have this opportunity. They, they don't have the internet. So it's, it's seeing it, I think through that lens. And that is how I have always seen it too. And it's going, okay, if this fails, I get invaluable experience from it. Failures amazing in a lot of ways. I've learned so much about myself, what I like, what I don't like, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at the last eight years, because I have tried and failed at about 15 things. And I love it. It doesn't embarrass me anymore. I have no problem telling people where they're like, oh, I noticed you're not doing Airbnb anymore. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I I hated it. <laughs> you got me. You know, it's like, it's it's first gratitude, I think, then lowering the ego, right? And it, And feeling okay, telling people that, yeah, that didn't work out for me. Okay, you know, it's like whatever. I mean, if they're <laughs> gonna make fun of you, that that's a reflection on them. I think it's just approaching it through that lens, going, 
this is going to be fun no matter what happens. And it's free to do all this stuff online today. So it's not like I'm going to lose my house in the process of it. And it's just, it should be through a lens of I'm grateful that I even get to try this. And when I'm 80 now, I can look back on my life and go, that was awesome that I tried that. Even if I failed at it, like what a good story to tell other people in the nursing home or something, you know, it's like, at least you did stuff and, um, having the opportunity to do stuff you should be grateful for because so many people don't have electricity, plumbing, running water, smartphones, the internet. Um, especially if you're born in the United States, you, you hit the jackpot, you hit Mm -hmm. the jackpot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I also think about it this way. It's like, if you, if one of your biggest fears is starting because you don't know what's going to happen, but you just hate where you are. One of the things I think about is like, if you hate where you are, you're just living one life in this lifetime that you have when you can literally live multiple lives in one single lifetime because we don't know what's going to happen when we die, right? We never, we may never become human beings again and you may never experience this. And with you, Alex, you started with corporate and you realized it was something that you hated. So thank goodness that you experienced that. You may never have done any of this because oh my God. You, you never know, right? But yeah. Now you have like multiple lives that you've lived already. Like it's, it's kind of crazy because you were not afraid to start. (laughs) Yeah. I always say to people, I think it annoys them. I'll say, I don't live, I don't have regrets. I don't live with regrets. Cause to me, if you're regretting something, that means you wish you could take back an experience or a failure you had. And I would say that why, Um, because Mm -hmm. everything had to very specifically happen the way it happened in my life for me to get to where I am right now. And I love my life and what I do so much that I'm so grateful for all of the things that I should regret. I don't live with any regrets, right? And I love, yeah, that you could live multiple lifetimes. That's kind of always what I say to people on my podcast. I always say you have multiple divine purposes down here. I do not believe people were just made with like, you're going to be a really good blacksmith and that's all I have in mind for you. (laughs) Like that's not... That's not the case. Like I always think of people um, here where I am, I go to the Ford and Edison estate and it, it shows like Thomas Edison and Ford and all them and like their life and all the stuff that the two of them did in one lifetime is mm-hmm. just insane. Like, cause today it's like, oh, pick your one career and then die. And it's yeah. like these guys every day for 70 years, you know, invented something new, made something new, perfected a system, came up with something like Edison made light bulbs and then also garden and made a swimming pool and built a gazebo in the middle of the river (laughs) for his wife to go chilling because she liked rivers. Like I love, I think we're just like putting these boxes so quick today. Pick your major in college. Oh, too late. You know, you already did all the credits for it. Oh, which that means you should be a lawyer now. Oh, and that's it. Die. You know, it's like, that's no wonder people feel so unfulfilled because I think absolutely we're supposed to live, we can live multiple realities in one life and one physical body. Yeah. And it makes it so much more interesting. You know, when, when you look back at everything, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been this, I've been that. And then if you have grandchildren one day, you tell them like, Hey grandma, Hey grandpa, like, what did you do? And you list out like a hundred things that you've done. And it just, it makes life so much more fuller and more fulfilling. And also if your life was a book, it would make it so much more interesting because you have a ton of different chapters. It's not just like Alex went to corporate, then she started this and then the end, she's done. You know? 
know. Oh my gosh. Right. That's, I, I think of a lot of the times like athletes, you know, when they're 33 and they're retired and these articles online, these terrible articles will be like, well, now what are you going to do with the rest of your life? You peaked. And I'm like, well, that's grim. Like that's a <laughs> dismal outlook. That is like, why can't that person now go on to do 400 other things? Like, are they dead now? Cause they're 33. Like I can't stand that when, and our media writes like that all the time and kind of perpetuates that like, Oh, that's it. You peak, you're done. You know, it's like, <laughs> what? Peak? What does that, what does peaking mean? Like, yeah. why, why can't you have your best business when you're 82? I don't know. You don't yeah. know. Like, uh, what is it? KFC, the, what the Colonel made it like, um, KFC in his like sixties or eighties. I don't even know. And yeah, like the, the athletes, have you heard of Shaquille O'Neal? Like all of the businesses, he's like a billionaire now. Like it's, it's crazy. He's, he's one of the guys where I'm like, he's awesome. (laughs) I know. No. And I'm just like, Okay. And if you made a ton of money, if you become a billionaire, that's crazy. Think of all the good that you can go do in the world. Oh my gosh. Yep. Like, I, I just always think of like how many animals I could save if I had that yep. money. It's just, there's always stuff to be done. This planet can always use people being creative and productive and helpful. There's definitely not a shortage. Like there, I mean, there is a shortage of that. Like there, there's always room for you. If you decide you want to be more present and creative and, mm-hmm. and productive. Absolutely. And you can get more done when you have money than when you don't. You can help more people. That is true. I I don't live in la la land. Like I do say that. That is true. Because some people sometimes are like, I hate money. Money is the root of all evil. And I'm like, only because you've assigned it, that negative energy is at the root of evil to you. Um, It can be a positive force for good, depending on how you use it and see it. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for sharing with us all of your tips and, you know, your sharing with us your life, the way you created this lifestyle for yourself. We really appreciate it. If our listeners want to learn more about you and also don't forget to mention the book that you're coming out with, uh, where can they find all of this stuff? Okay. Yeah. So the book is called Freelance Your Way to Freedom, the first of many, hopefully that I'll be writing. (laughs) All my stuff, when it, when the pre-order link's available, it's all going to be on my website. So alexfasulo.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Alex. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Alex. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she was able to freelance her way to freedom. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.